Previously on Gotta Recap. Young Jack starts, uh, he gets like a coy yeah, smile on his face. little grin, yeah. <laughs> and they run out of the tower and out of the city. Aku holding the emperor triumphantly above his head and just maniacally laughing as the city burns. Yeah, he's towering over the city. I think there's going to be an episode where Jack returns to his old village. Yeah, that's a really good point, Nick. My name's Brandon. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back, back to the cast, gotta recap, uh, episode 19, Nick Montagani, I'm here with Brendan Riley. Brendan? Yeah. Let's just, I got, we gotta talk about this right away. Okay. Got a few messages from people after last week's episode, and, uh, we fucked up, you know? We I fucked up. I don't think that we could. How is that possible? I made a very bold claim that, oh, okay, yeah. uh, episode 18 <laughs> was the first episode of season two where we had seen uh, the Master of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, I affirmed that claim as well. Vehem- vehemently agreed with my claim, I don't know that I some would say, say vehemently, but... <laughs> is vehement, can you vehemently in a positive way, or is that always a negative? I feel like that's usually a disagreement. I, I don't know. I'm couldn't say i don't know the definition and i don't want to make any more bold claims during our bold claim apology (laughs) and in any case um let's uh rewind the tape uh back to uh the very first episode of season two of samurai jack uh jack learns to jump good (laughs) oh man aku is so funny in this episode i love I love seeing Aku in this episode, Jack Learns to Jump Good. It's season two. In the very first episode of season two. <laughs> We're having a good time. Uh, Brendan, uh, in August of 2021, I am going to be the president of the United States. Oh, wow. So we listened to the tape and uh, yeah, you and me really, we really struck out this last week. Yep. Um, we goofed. I apologize. Uh, we'll try to be better. Um, we've never claimed to be smart men. In fact, I think we've repeatedly claimed to be very dumb men. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yep. Which, you know, the facts bear that out. <laughs> There's not a lot of brain function going on, going on but um, we'll, we'll try to be better. Yeah, yeah. And this wouldn't be a true, uh, like, YouTuber apology unless we didn't actually apologize. So I'm sorry, uh that uh, anybody might have been offended by, by what we said. I'm sorry that you took it badly, uh, and I'm sorry if, that you felt that way. Yeah, if you all had just not brought it up, yeah. it never would have been a controversy. I'm sorry that so, it was such a big deal for you. <laughs> maybe you all should chill out a little bit. <laughs> just let us do our thing. How's that? I think that's a good YouTuber apology. Yeah, no, I'm sure everyone will feel really good about that. I'm also sure that everyone is really super upset that we made a minor gaffe in last week's episode (laughs) and have now spent the entirety of our intro making up for it. (laughs) Worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to have a little integrity here. (laughs) 
Um, People need to know that we take this very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some would say too seriously. (laughs) Most would say too seriously. Um, Along those lines, uh, Brendan, let us now enter a flawless, error-free, perfect recap Mm -hmm. of episode 19 of Samurai Jack. Episode 19. Watch it. Episode 19 of Samurai Jack, titled, Jack Remembers the Past. Uh, I think it should be like Returns Home or Jack's Homecoming or something, but I guess that's fine. There were lots of options. He does remember the past. Yeah, he does. It's true. But yeah, Jack Jack remembers the past. March 15th, 2002. I do the dates for me. I don't think anybody actually gives a shit, but I think it's <laughs> kind of fun. I think it's interesting. If only I yeah. was actually keeping better track and I could I could remember what last week's was. I'm going to guess it was March 8th, 2002. Well, you never know, because sometimes it's like two months earlier. Uh, that's true. I'm pretty sure this second season we've been more on track. It's actually, like, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. I'm thinking so. So how's this for an opening line for you, Brendan? Uh Jack is soaring through the sky, mounted on a flying robotic cricket, mm-hmm. being chased by cats dressed as British naval officers. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of Captain Crunch cats chasing them around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's like, all right, so it's like, okay, yeah, let's get right into the action here. Yeah, I was super stoked when I saw that. I was like, oh, man, what kind of crazy hijinks led up to this? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> It's yeah, it's really funny to like start the episode with like this absolutely bonkers banana scenario and then like see where we end up by the end of it. Uh, And not remembering. Yeah, not remembering this episode hardly at all. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, It's funny because these robotic crickets uh, fly around and they sound like airplanes, like they make jet engine noises and stuff, which is kind of fun. And there's like a propeller noise going too for most of it. Yeah. Um, It's it's very fun. Um, Yeah. These these cats chase Jack through like mountains and over rivers. Uh, They're firing like machine guns at him, trying to take him down. Jack does some evasive maneuvers. And sort of dodges their fire. Um, another group of these cats starts approaching him from the front. So he's being chased sort of at both sides by these cats. Mm-hmm. Um, he pulls up at the last second as these two groups uh, collide with each other. And most of them explode. Yeah. Pretty standard Jack move there. Ducks right out of the way. There's only a few of them left. Um, he pauses in midair, draws his sword. And uh, one of the cats approaches him and he decapitates it, Um, which like I know it's a robot, but I also still don't like seeing like this decapitated cat head flying (laughs) through the sky. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense, (laughs) but I don't think it's really anything compared to last week with the impaled robots and the the hanging robot. Nothing could compare. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's the cat aspect. I got my cat. Right behind me as I record this podcast episode, and <laughs> I don't think I'm going to let Samurai Jack near her anytime soon. <laughs> don't let her watch it. She'll have nightmares. Well, what I can't let her do is buy a robotic cricket that flies, because she's been begging me to do that. But that sounds pretty sweet, now. though. That would be pretty cool. Be a lot cooler if you did. 
We'll see. I'm a good cat daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack like charges towards another cat uh, and cuts the cricket's wing and it crashes into the ground and makes like a good airplane uh, dive bomb mm-hmm. sound. Yep. Uh, there's only one cat left and Jack uh, descends to the ground uh, and the cricket's wings stop and he starts like hopping along the ground on the back of this cricket and the cat follows down and does the same. So the two of them are just like hopping around kind of slowly on the ground on the backs of these crickets. It's very ridiculous. Yeah. Um, We can see that there's a group of these cloaked hamster people Mm -hmm. watching this whole scene. Yeah. They kind of remind me of like Ewoks almost, but they got like big old buck teeth. Yeah. They're very Star Wars-y, but they're like these little hamster people, like very intently watching the scene that like we don't know the setup of what's going on here. But (laughs) we don't know anything that's (laughs) happening right now. (laughs) It's pretty easy to draw conclusions. Jack is in his protector mode, you know, protecting them against these evil British British cats. Yeah. Um, But uh, the two of them start like charging at each other on the backs of these hopping crickets. They're like jousting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The cat lowers a spear towards Jack and Jack readies his sword um, and they collide and Jack does his patented cool move of not looking as the cat and the cricket uh, fall apart in pieces and explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the typical uh, slash and land. Does it? Yeah. I don't I can't remember. Does it does it fall apart as he sheaths his sword? Uh, I believe that's that's what happens. I think it should be. Yeah, I think that's typical. I've seen that in like a Yakuza game. I've seen that in a Samurai Jack episode. What? More than once. That's incredible. Uh, The hamster people celebrate and come and thank Jack for freeing them. They're finally free from the Kozats is what they describe those cats as. Yeah, that's important. You're going to have to remember that. It's going to come back up. (laughs) Recurring villain on the show, the Kozats. Kozats. (laughs) Um, You know me. If they if they got a name, I got to write it down and I got to say it on this podcast. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I, I really hope we do get something else with them or at least <laughs> right. like an explanation of how this happened. Like it, it feels like it's a continuation of something, but it's literally just like the end of a fight that we never get to see. We'll never know. We'll <laughs> never know. Whatever happened here, it's not meant for our eyes and ears. <laughs> it's too it's too hot for TV. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, later on in the day, Jack is journeying like through forests and deserts. Like we see him walking across like these humongous landscapes. Um, it's kind of cool. Cause like this whole scene, the perspective is like way pulled out in mm-hmm. all of these camera shots. I call them camera shots. I don't think there's a camera. <laughs> so I think I, you would still refer to them as camera shots. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to continue to do it because otherwise I'm going to have to come up with another creative term and I'm <laughs> not smart enough for that. We've covered that this in detail. viewing angle. <laughs> this cinematic presentation. <laughs> that sounded pretty good. Yeah. It sounded pretty bad, I think. Oh, well, you know, can't all be winners. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack is walking across all these landscapes and like all these different climates. Like he enters like this big snowy mountain range. Um, there's a shot of him like climbing this really perilous craggy cliff, like hopping between these different Mm -hmm. peaks on this cliff. They look like fingers. 
Right. It kind of looks like he might have just been able to like walk around this big craggy cliff. <laughs> he could have, but you know, he likes to he likes to platform. I don't know. Who's he trying to impress? The Kozats? I don't maybe think so. The Norse gods, maybe. <laughs> That's true. They're always watching. He's like, they're always watching. I gotta, I gotta always be on my game. The Norse gods are always watching, and the gangsters are controlling the world's entire water supply. <laughs> this is yeah. canonical. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's walking like through this really harsh, frozen wasteland, like struggling against these really strong winds that are blowing like having a really hard time getting through here. He looks pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool shot, though. It, it's done with like two colors. We just have like a dark blue and a white. And they use yeah. those to like paint the whole landscape and like him walking down this like kind of twisty dune, uh, like a, a, a snow dune. I don't know. A, a snow bank, I guess it would be called. Twisty dune. Twisty snow dune. Yeah. Twisty snow dune. My favorite level from Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is exactly what that would be. Good job. I lost my whole train of thought now, though. <laughs> it looks okay. cool is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it looks good. We like it. It's drawn. We like all, what they're doing. It's drawn all cool style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's walking through and then like eventually he reaches like these grasslands, like a much calmer environment there than where he just was. Um, and he approaches this river and kneels down to drink from it. Um. And it's this pretty peaceful scene of like the grass swaying and the clouds drifting above him on like a very gentle breeze. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's definitely very calming. Like Jack's, we cl- we focus in on Jack's face and like he just smiles. Um, like one of these very brief moments that Jack has of like total peace and not having to worry about like the entire chaos of this crazy world that he's living in. Yeah, his his. Very few and far between moments of respite. Right. Yeah, he smiles and he looks down at his own reflection in the water. Uh, and next to him, he sees the reflection of a statue, um, which is a lion dog statue. I looked this up because I wanted to be respectful to the Japanese culture mm-hmm. and not just say it's a dragon statue because I don't think it is. No, it's not. No. Um, it's a lion dog statue, which I believe is called a Koma Inu. I uh, see. I don't know about that. I know that it's a lion dog, though, and I'll take your okay. word on the Koma Inu. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. Jack is like stunned to see the statue um, and he puts his hand on it. Uh, it's like all covered in moss, like it's totally overgrown with yeah. earth. It's been here for a long time. Long, long time. Um, he puts his hand and like looks up and sees a series of these statues, like all running down the river um, and turns around and he sees this big stone staircase behind him. That's also like totally overgrown with mm-hmm. moss. And he has like this sort of realization or just a thought in his head. And he, he says out loud, can it be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of what we're seeing too in these scenes is like really well rendered. Like uh, I've been saying, yeah. and I think this whole season that the art's been getting better, but this one in particular sure. has a lot of really nice environment, like paintings. And we get a close up of these stairs as Jack walks up them. And like each step is really well defined and kind of overgrown. It's really nice. Yeah. They really went all out for the animation in specifically in this episode. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. He walks up this staircase 
uh, which there's really good sound work too of like his wooden sandal click clacking against the stone path. Yeah. Yep. It's really, uh, it doesn't quite match his animation speed, but, <laughs> but it's still no. nice. <laughs> That's okay. I like the sound. Uh, he walks to the top of this path and he looks up at these large statues. They're like these unintelligible statues because they're so overgrown with like moss and grass. And it's very, very, you can tell. Yeah. Very, very old. Nobody's been here probably in a very long time. Mm-hmm. He stares at them for a while. And he makes like this funny, like pondering, thinking face, like kind of yeah. looking at them. It is a little lean, <laughs> like trying to look at it. There's a, there's a weird way they drew him the first time he's looking at it. We're like looking down at him from like the statue's eyes or on top of the statue. And the way that they like foreshortened his head it looks like yeah. he has like no neck and his head's too big for his body. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but he looks up at it and like instantly his mind flashes back to this statue in its former glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the whole scene goes from like these like the gray sky and like the the green like mossy color grown over this dark statue like the whole scene as he's remembering like fills with these beautiful vivid colors yeah um and there's like a very quick music sting that we're gonna hear a lot in this episode yeah. <laughs> um, this japanese music like starts playing as like we see the statue as it was um and this memory only lasts for a moment and then it's gone. Like, it's back to the grassy statue. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack keeps walking past, and uh, he's stunned. He reaches this cliff, and, like, his f- jaw drops as he overlooks this huge valley with a river running through it. Um, and it's, like, this big green valley uh, that we see, like, it's dotted with all of these, like, destroyed stone structures that are completely overgrown yeah yeah uh think breath of the wild (laughs) when you're like running around near like the uh old temple the temple of time yeah very much that same kind of feel yeah like this once grand city like now just completely taken over by the earth after Mm -hmm. all this time um and he approaches this huge structure that's laying on its side on the ground uh he walks up to it and just flicks it with his finger uh, and it makes like a huge hollow clang. And he uh, sees, we see like this obscured symbol painted on the side of the structure, um, which he wipes away with his hand. He wipes away the grime. And we can see that this symbol is the same sigil of his clan or his family that we saw like sort of in those early first three episodes of Samurai Jack, that Mm -hmm. square with the lines cut through it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So he's clearly remembering and sort of coming to terms with where he's found himself. Yeah. He kind of does this like he he does this like shocked kind of reaction to it. And he like steps back away from it, which I thought was a little a little strange because it kind of seemed like he already knew. Right. Like, but I guess just the, the confirmation of it might've been a lot for him, but it, it did. It felt a little out of place for me. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And probably like the gravity of the situation, like mm-hmm. 
just the more and more that's revealed to him in this this yeah. city like probably it's it's probably a lot to bear because that kind of sealed it for him i think so it, it, it does make sense but it, it just felt a little strange right um yeah definitely did seal it for him um because now like now that he knows exactly what this is this structure laying on his side uh he remembers again he has another memory of the past it's yeah it's this giant bell like sitting on top of a hill that's overlooking this big beautiful city Mm -hmm. um and again this memory this memory only lasts for a minute but like it's so vivid and like beautifully rendered like compared to everything else that we're seeing to this point Mm -hmm. um and he like turns around away from the bell and then his mind just completely floods with like all these memories of exactly the city that he's standing in. Um, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Every time like he has another memory, like that same music sting kicks back. In. Yeah. And the first two. So in this scene, he like looks at a building and then it shows the building and then he looks at another building and it shows the building, that building. And in both of them, the same woman is walking down the stairs <laughs> yeah. and this music starts playing. And it reminds me of this bit they did in uh, Fooly Cooly, um, which was an anime that used to run on Adult Swim, uh, where they would just reuse a, a single voice line and the animation that goes with the voice line like five or six times in a scene. Like somebody would be like, oh, you're having a hard time, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the girl goes, I don't think it's any big deal. And puts like food in her mouth. And then they just keep talking to her. And every time she responds, it's that exact scene again. It's wicked funny. And that's all I could think of for this whole shot. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is very funny. <laughs> like a lot of these memories are basically the exact same thing over and over again. Um, but it's yeah, funny with the music staying every time. Um, yeah, he sees like these huge towers, like these large, like beautiful white pagodas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah, these Japanese women in kimonos, like descending large staircases repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, And yeah, it's like lots of like classical Japanese imagery. Like she's walking through like a Tory gate and uh, yeah, like these big, beautiful, like white shrines with like the red tiered roofs on top of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's uh, like Sakura trees everywhere. Right, right. Um, He sees like this huge tower at the end of a long road. Um, And why I think it's kind of interesting about this whole scene, like kind of up to this point, like the colors when he has these flashbacks are super vivid and striking, but there's almost kind of like a fog over everything. Like it's kind of like almost like a smeared painting. Yeah, Um, it's a little hazy, a little hazy. But then this one shot of this huge tower at the end of this long road with people like walking down the road with, yeah, like the petals slowly falling out of the trees. Mm hmm. Um, and like in this shot, like everything sort of starts to become more clear, like that haze kind of fades away. Um, and now his vision, he's like looking out on this cliff over this valley. And now his vision is just completely full of like this big, huge, beautiful, large city, like with these tall shrines and towers all over the place. Um, and this is like very clearly we can remember this is the exact same city that we saw him in in episode one. Like, mm-hmm. this is his home. This is where he's from. And what's kind of cool about it, too, is the first time we see it when he crests the hill and we see like the river running through it. 
that's the same uh, shot that we got when Aku was attacking and he was escaping with his mother. Um, right. We had that very same shot of the same river winding through the city. Yeah, it's cool. He is like looking out over the city as it was, but then the vision fades and it's back to like the present day of like all the towers destroyed, like all of everything overgrown with nature. Um, and Jack, it clo- it's like a close up shot on his eyes, which just fill with tears mm-hmm. and he falls to his knees and just very solemnly says, my home. And he collapses to the ground and grabs like two big fistfuls of dirt and like grips them really tightly in his hands and like slams his hand to the ground. Um, And the camera pulls out away from him like in this collapsed state on the ground as like this very dramatic music swells behind him Mm -hmm. um, and pulls up and up and up and like eventually just fades to commercial. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice scene because I think this is the first time he's been back since he uh, fled as a child. Right. He he never came back as an adult. No. Yeah, this is his first visit and like clearly nothing like he remembered it because it's now been thousands of years. Yeah. Um, It's yeah, just like extremely emotional scene. Like I watched this episode a couple times and both times like it really has like a huge impact of him like realizing where he is mm-hmm. and like remembering, but then seeing how it really is now. And like, yeah, it's just like this moment of remembrance for him is like one of, I think one of the best scenes of like the entire TV show so far. Yeah. The, the gravity of it is, is really well done. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Very impactful. Um, and so at this point I'm like, <laughs> it fades to commercial and I'm like, I don't know where they're going to go from here. <laughs> yeah. Like is something going to attack? Is Jack going to have to like, <laughs> fight something in the ruins of his city or what? Right. Like, is somebody living here? Like, is there some sort of wacky character that's like, I found this town. It's <laughs> mine now. I'm the mayor. Like a hermit character. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> or maybe the Scotsman will show up. We'll have Jack and the Scotsman part three. <laughs> the Scotsman's just there. He just pops out from behind <laughs> some rubble. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'd maybe, I I probably would have been fine with that. Uh, but it fades. Yeah, it fades back in from commercial. And we're looking out over this golden field this vast golden field of like grain like this tall grain Mm -hmm. or grass or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) (laughs) something (laughs) and a small head pokes like barely pokes out of the top of this grass uh and has like a little ponytail on the top of it and like already we know who it is a familiar little ponytail yeah (laughs) we've seen this before um yeah pokes out of the top and like starts cutting a path through the grass um and we see like the silhouette of a young boy like running through the grass, which is very quickly revealed to be Jack uh, as a child, mm-hmm. as exactly the same way we saw him before in episode one. Yep. And uh, as we also saw in episode one, he gets like this very devilish sly look on his face. Yeah. Very I love little Jack. Little <laughs> yeah. Jack is a little scoundrel. He's up to some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good thing he learned his manners after 20 years of grueling training <laughs> and worrying about the fate of his people. He got what he deserved. He was a very petulant young boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's chasing after a cricket um, 
and like he jumps for it and like it leaps away and he just starts chasing after it. Um, it's a very funny parallel to the opening of this episode. Yeah. Like very clearly they're trying to draw the line from like this was Jack's idea of a cricket as a child. And now Jack is flying on the back of a robotic one. <laughs> Robo crickets. Look how far we've come. Cricket technology has improved vastly in the last 3,000 years. <laughs> Get the scientists working on that cricket technology. I feel like we're almost there now in the year 2021. Oh, my God. I don't know that I would ride on a, a cricket, but if it had to hop and it couldn't just walk around, it's like the frog suit in Mario. You can never quite get where you exactly where you want to go because mm, it just hops yeah. around. Yeah. Or the shoe in Mario, too. Yeah. Kind yep. of imprecise. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, He's chasing this cricket. Um and the cricket's like hopping along on the floor and Jack gets on all fours and starts like hopping around with it on the ground, like in time with it. Yeah, it's pretty cute. It's very cute. It's like this very fun, like little playful scene with like this fun cricket, good old fashioned cricket chasing music playing <laughs> in the background. Yep. The exact song that I think of when I think of a cricket chasing soundtrack. I can hear it in my head now. It's perfect. It, Perfectly scores the cricket chasing I think, scene. I think the subtitle said listful music. That sounds right. Yep. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would describe it as cricket chasing music. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say, ye, yeah, exactly. I would say yeehaw. <laughs> ye, and I cannot stress this enough, ha. <laughs> so Jack's chasing this cricket. Uh, he, uh, We see him again, like cutting a path through this tall grass. Uh, but someone else is also cutting a path in this tall grass. Um, and the two paths like slowly close in on each other. And then we see two crickets land like facing in opposite directions. They land right next to each other and then hop away. Jack leaps towards one of these crickets. Uh, and as he does this, so does a young girl who's chasing the other cricket. They both leap at the same time and like collide like right on the ground in front of each other. Yeah. The scene leading up to it where we're watching the two different paths being carved in the grass like heading towards each other is like overly dramatic, though. It keeps like, yeah, a hard cutting between them, like getting closer and closer <laughs> just for What's it to it be like, be? it's just kids chasing crickets. <laughs> it's oh. just kids having a good time. Thought it was going to be like some sort of like bandit or something. <laughs> right. This is how Jack became a man. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, it's this young girl also chasing crickets. Um, her face is like 75% eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly eyes. Uh, and she has like a weird little mouth that's like wide <laughs> open the first time we see her for a while. <laughs> She's got a very funny look. Uh, and she, yeah, she looks like stunned when they like see each other and Jack, uh, looks at her and he slowly develops a smile on his face, like in the same way we've seen him do as an adult at mm. times. Um, but a single cricket like interrupts this scene and like jumps away and the two of them take chase after the cricket through the grass. Um, they're like running along. Uh, Jack jumps into a mud puddle and gets his white robe all dirty and yeah. like, looks very upset and embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, he looks really sad about it. Like he didn't know the jumping into the puddle of mud was going to uh, cover him in mud. He jumped into that puddle of mud and then he said, oh, she's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> I couldn't think of a song. I was going to do it, too. <laughs> That's the only one. 
I can't even remember one. that one. Or isn't there another one? I think there's another one. Who sings that one? Can you take it all away? Is that, is puddle, that of mud? puddle of Mud? I don't even know. I'm going to say, Someone I'm just going to go out on a huge limb and say it's Blur. Oh, that's entirely possible, too. It is Puddle of Mud. It's Puddle of Mud on Good. the album Blurry. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so now we're both idiots. For me knowing that was Puddle of Mud and you n- vaguely knowing the <laughs> title of See, a Puddle I, of Mud I, album. I didn't even know that. That just was a, a coincidence. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> that's all right. We shall... Ne'er again shall we invoke the name Puddle of Mud on this podcast. We although I can't talk about that. music. We always get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a nightmare. Um, my wife uh, has been interested in like those Disney uh, lounge fly backpacks, um, which they sell at Hot Topic. So she's been going into a Hot Topic in our local mall, which I think is very funny. Yeah, in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> I keep asking her to buy me an Avenged Sevenfold shirt. What about some pants with straps on them? Um, I got plenty of those already, uh, but they're just my Kingdom Hearts cosplay. Ooh, you got some black and white finger wraps <laughs> for your Roxas costume? You know I do, baby. Let's move on with this episode. <laughs> I looked up those backpacks. Super cute. They're very fun. There's a lot of good designs. Um, she got one. Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, I don't even know where I am. So they jumped in the mud. Yes. Uh, well, he jumped in the mud. She hasn't yet. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, he is like very upset to have jumped in this mud. And uh, the little girl uh, like very quickly cheers him up by also jumping into the mud and like making a big splash. Yep. Uh, but she, she doesn't get any mud on her. Like her character model stays pristine. Yeah, she uh, somehow managed like it's mud proof, like it slicked right off of her. (laughs) Um, But they they keep running and like we see them like smiling at each other, um, like chasing these crickets. Like there's many more crickets now. We actually have this funny shot of like these crickets, like a ton of crickets jumping over the top of this grass and then Jack and the little girl, like, also leaping up in the air joyously, like, along with the crickets. Oh, yeah. This scene was weird because it it's like, um, did you ever see that Stephen King movie on Netflix called In the Tall Grass? No. It's, it's, <laughs> there's a scene in that movie that is exactly like this one because they keep jumping up and every time they jump above the grass, they're in a different place in the field. And okay. there's a section of that movie where they're trying to, like, find out where each other is, like, in relation to one another. And every time they jump up, they're like, a different distance apart or like in a different part of the field. And it's just like, Oh no, I know what's going to happen now. <laughs> the field's going to try to eat them. Uh, I don't think the field tries to eat them in this episode, but I mean, we haven't gotten to that point in the recap. So <laughs> time will tell. Um, they, yeah, the two of them chase after this single cricket, um, that flies away. And the young girl looks very sad, but like we just saw dozens of crickets. So like they can just go chase another one. Yeah, there's plenty. Plenty of crickets in the field, as they say. As they say. Um, so, you know, no reason to get your your spirits down. <laughs> yeah, they. she looks very sad. And uh, Jack thinks about it for a minute and uh, surprises her with a uh, origami cricket that he, like, pulls out of his pocket. Uh, he just carries it luckily, around. <laughs> yeah, luckily he had it on him at all times and didn't destroy it while jumping through this field. <laughs> Here, this is my favorite origami cricket. I never leave home without it. 
<laughs> it's my lucky origami cricket, and it's yours now. <laughs> um, she takes it from him and very quickly kisses Jack on the cheek uh, and runs away. And Jack slowly smiles like we see this young Jack like very slowly smile and put his hand up to his face like where she kissed him. And he like clearly this is like his first kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fades back into the present and we see adult Jack, you know, regular Jack mm-hmm. also touching his face in the same spot and smiling like having this flashback memory of this moment. Yeah, these very vivid memories that he's, like, losing himself in, essentially. It's actually, like, really, like, just thinking about it, like, it's like this nice little moment of her, like, kissing him on the cheek and him, like, remembering that. But, like, the fact of him, like, remembering it in this present time, it's, like, actually really, really sad if you think about it. It actually, it could even be his only kiss, like, still uh, to this day. Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Almost definitely. He doesn't have time for that. Yeah, he's a busy warrior, man. Um, No, yeah, it's like, it's really like, uh, there's a lot in this episode that is like very impactful like this. Like, you think about it, like, he never had a real childhood. Like, shortly after this time, like, he was taken away from his home in like the middle of this crazy, like, world ending event. Um, Shipped out to the desert. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um. He's so young when he leaves like this is probably only one of like his like his only real happy memories of like his time in his home. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even though we know now that like this has been thousands of years ago, like this is only like 20 ish years ago from his perspective. Yeah. Um. So like even though like that girl and like everything he knew are like long gone. Like this is still like very real to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's like this whole episode, like it really hit me like very, very hard. Yeah, it's a very emotional episode. Um, and they did a really good job with it too. Yeah, for sure. So from here, uh, there's another flashback sequence of this huge, like samurai clan riding horses, uh, like walking through this village. Um, there are there's a lot of them carrying banners with that same clan sigil. Um, they're riding towards this big wooden bridge that's spanning the river that runs through the middle of this village. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to Jack in the present and he approaches the spot where this bridge was. Um, and the bridge is like completely destroyed. There's like barely scraps of it left. Um, and the river that it spanned is now completely dried up. Mm hmm. Um, but it flashes back again to, uh, Jack as a child, uh, feeding some fish in this river. Um, and as he's doing this, this like very disheveled looking man approaches the bridge. Yeah. With a, with a baby with a unibrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like horrendous looking baby. Who's got like one of those traditional like Japanese hairstyles with a shaved top, the shaved top of the head with like the top knot on the back yeah. of it, but also it's a baby. So like I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just can't get over. It. It's like a really ragged looking eyebrow. It's like it's got like extra hair everywhere. Like and the baby's actually a forty year old man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to give this baby yeah some fashion <laughs> tips or like a decent haircut. Um, yeah, this man. 
he approaches and he's pushing this baby in a wooden cart and approaches the bridge and like takes the baby out of the cart and uh, puts it on the ground. And we look up on the bridge and there are these four mysterious figures Mm -hmm. like standing on the bridge blocking the path. I looked into it a bit and I think they're monks. Um, At first I thought they were Ronins because of the, like the straw baskets, but I believe those baskets are actually uh, like a monk thing. Um, I think you're right. Cause I also looked into this. Um, <laughs> those are 10 guy hats. I believe mm-hmm. is what they call them. Um, I'm trying to be as culturally appreciative and responsible as possible yeah. in this episode. Uh, I have a very deep respect for the Japanese culture, uh, as like a humongous video game dork and also like loving this TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. Uh, our good buddy Jake, who does the theme song for our podcast, um, he is now returning home from a long stay in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and I see a lot of his pictures on Instagram, and I am very envious of some of the things that he's gotten to do. It looks very cool. Yeah. Uh, he actually is back now. Oh, welcome back, Jake. Uh, thank you for the music. It's great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, these four mysterious figures like blocking the bridge um, and the the baby's on the ground like walks over to the to Jack uh, and they watch as his father uh ascends the bridge and approaches these four figures and yeah they're like these these dark strange warriors like in these dark robes and wearing those those basket hats that completely obscure their entire head mm-hmm. and this is like a really a very like kurosawa style oh, yeah. uh, of a scene like this whole flashback we get we get like the wide angle lens uh, of him like standing on the bridge with like the moon behind him. It's it's like a really epic shot. It's one of those moments where like we get a lot of moments in this TV show, but like it's very evident that Gendy Tartakovsky is like a humongous fan of classic samurai films. Yeah. Uh, I actually tried to find out heavily. if this was like a scene from uh, a samurai film or if it was a reference to something. I couldn't find it, though. So if anybody knows, you can let us know. In any case, it's very cool. Yeah. Regardless, uh, the man rushes towards these these warriors and draws his sword um, and we see him like knock one of them into the river. We actually don't even see him like kind of do that. Like young Jack is watching the fight and then we see like the one of the warriors just splash down into the river in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jack is like making these faces and like squirming as he's watching this fight, which must be pretty brutal. Um the man is able to like cast the rest of these warriors into the river. Um, Jack like watches like those baskets, like slowly float away down the stream. Yeah. And the man uh, comes back down from the bridge and picks up his child. And like, there's a super close up shot on his eyes as he uh, furrows his brow extremely hard. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of looks like Jack. In a way, um, kind of more like grizzled and right. Less or, uh, unkempt, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Less the son of a emperor, more the son of a simple farmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He picks up his child and they walk over the bridge um, and Jack picks up a stick on the ground. And uh, as you said in our very first episode, uh, he starts practicing his stabbing. This is where he got a love for stabbing. <laughs> Watching this 
man and his horrendous, hideous child. <laughs> his old man, <laughs> baby. <laughs> What's that movie with the guy who ages backwards? It's like that. Uh, Benjamin Button. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Benjamin Button. This baby. kid was the original Benjamin Button for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, he's like practicing his sword moves with this stick. Uh, and it like fades to this. It's young Jack, like doing these moves against a black background. Um, and Jack, uh, present day Jack, like his face kind of fades into the scene and like his eyes are closed and he kind of like looks pained, like Mm -hmm. having this memory. Like it's almost like this is not a happy memory. Yeah. I thought the, the look that he's giving is a little weird. Because I'm not really sure what about it he is upset about. Maybe the fact that he ever picked up the sword is what we're we're going for. That's possible. Yeah. Like this, if like he maybe didn't have like this inspiring moment, like maybe he wouldn't have gone down this path. Mm-hmm. Although like we know that this was kind of predestined, like his parents had laid out this path for him, like yeah. it's the contingency plan for Aku. And Aku um, would have come back regardless. So like, Right. Yeah, Jack, he, like, does not look happy having this memory of of himself, like, so inspired by this sword fighting. Um, but he keeps walking away, and uh, we see Jack approach this large shrine, but, like, we're seeing present-day adult Jack approaching, like, the big, beautiful, colorful white shrine, um, like, in the past. So, like, clearly he's having, like, some very vivid visions in his head, Mm -hmm. like seeing them in front of him. Um, Yeah. This big, beautiful tower uh, and the pathway to the tower is surrounded by like hundreds of warriors carrying his clan's flag. Yeah. Yep. Spearmen. We got dudes on horses. We got archers, the whole shebang. They're all there. Uh, They're yeah. Surrounding Jack's path as he walks up it. And at the end of the path in front of the large doorway to this tower, um, we see Jack's parents waiting for him healthy as they were when he was a child. Cause like we saw the aftermath of them like mm. 20 years on, um, but they're like in there yet, yeah, like younger, healthier uh, state. Mm-hmm. And Jack's mother opens her arms wide to him. And Jack just says, father, mother, and like approaches them but then we see a young jack run into his mother's open arms and like they share an embrace and the memory like just quickly like fades away in this like bright white light like fades away as jack's eyes fill up again with tears um so like <laughs> Again, like this is like such an emotional beat of him, like yeah. seeing his long dead parents and like the loving embrace of his mother, like as a child, like that he only ever got to experience one more time, like before she died, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a real heavy episode <laughs> and it, he might not like it might be the first time in a long time that he's ever like even been confronted with any of the memories like he. He probably has a lot going right. on. He doesn't have a lot of time to stop and think about it. But just being in this place, like surrounded by all this like destruction of what he used to used to know. Uh, yeah. It's just a lot. It's it's really heavy. Um, But 
yeah, it's it's now in the present and it it, it kind of zooms out from this scene and he's standing in front of like that very large doorway to this tower, which is like the only thing remaining from that tower. Like the rest of it is just completely crumbled away. Yeah. Well, we saw Aku blasting it with his laser eyes. So that's right. We know what happened. Everything got real blown up and was just permanently <laughs> on fire. Um, But since then, yeah, everything's just completely overgrown with grass and moss and it's very very earthy um he walks in through this door like he really takes his time like walking in through the door like running his hand along the the walls um and he enters like this large room and looks around and his jaw drops as he sees a ball on the floor mm-hmm. um looks like a ball made of bandages or something and it's all like yeah. brown and kind of torn up it's like the shitty little ball uh, that he's like super <laughs> stoked to see. And like we have a flashback scene, like it instantly flashes back to him playing with this ball as a child. Um, but he's just like running around the city, throwing the ball up in the air and catching it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it he's doesn't actually it up and down over and over. <laughs> it doesn't really look very fun. Like, I mean, I guess it was a simpler time, but like, yeah, <laughs> that's all they had. That's all they knew. The hoop and stick hadn't been invented yet. He's got to attach that ball to a paddle and put a string and then bounce it back Ooh, and forth. Or he could put it on a rope with a ring on it and he could put it on his ankle and skip over it. That would be fun, too. Yeah. There these are, are all, options. These are all good ideas. Much better ideas than just tossing it up and catching it over and over again. <laughs> he was a lonely child. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a lot of friends. Uh he does have a few enemies, though, that we meet very quickly. Uh, a foot trips him as he's running around and he drops the ball um, and a hand reaches down and picks it up. And uh, there's these three goons, like these three nasty looking teenagers. <laughs> yeah. um, they smirk down at him and the leader is like such a greasy dirtbag. He's like, well, look what I found. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it's because there's not a lot of dialogue in this episode, but when he spoke, I was kind of shocked that like, I don't know if it was that he was speaking English or what, but there was like, oh, right. something weird about when he spoke. I just anytime there's like any dialogue in this scene, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. This is a television program. Oh, that's right. They talk in this sometimes. <laughs> but I was just like, it kind of took me out of the moment for a second when he spoke. <laughs> yeah. Like this beautiful Japanese landscape and like all these <laughs> yeah. traditional Japanese symbols. And then the guy going, well, look here, fellers. Jackass shows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, yeah, they take the ball from him and they're playing like monkey in the middle, like keeping the ball away from Jack as he's like trying to get it. They're all laughing at him um, being some real rough boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack like gets knocked down and starts crying and they're all just laughing at him. Um, and later on, uh, we see Jack is sitting with his father, the emperor. Um, and his father starts imparting some wisdom on him. Dry your tears, my son, for nothing worth having is easily attained. Sometimes you must fight for what is yours and for what you believe in. Remember, my son, it is not one's outward brawn, but rather one's inner strength that makes them mighty. So, like, 
yeah, he gives him this very dramatic speech and literally tells him, like, you have to fight for what you believe in. But remember, we're talking about a ball. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about a ball that got stolen from him. It's I believe in the ball. The ball. <laughs> it's about the honor. <laughs> yeah, he basically tells him, quit, quit crying like a bitch and go get your ball back. Go get your ball. I don't have time for this. I'm the emperor. <laughs> but later on, Jack is sitting on a bench uh, feeding some birds and uh, he sneezes and like this gigantic flock of birds scatters. Um, so he gets another devilish look on his face as he's hatched an idea. <laughs> the uh, the punks, those teenage punks are walking towards him uh, through a tunnel. Uh, at the end of the tunnel, we see like all these birds on the ground. Yeah. Um, and those kids are still laughing. <laughs> They're just coming down the yeah. tunnel laughing like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> just remembering the time they stole that ball. Like this is their <laughs> glory moment. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, they're they're like walking towards these birds. And uh, as they reach the end of the tunnel, uh, Jack pops out and like waves his arms and scatters the birds. Mm -hmm. Um, The birds like fly all around these these punks and like this giant storm uh, and it like stuns them. They drop the ball, which rolls towards Jack and he picks it up. Um, There's a funny (laughs) it's funny to me because like the leader of this gang says, what was that? Yeah. As if he didn't it see the birds. giant flock of birds. <laughs> I know what it was. It was birds. <laughs> it's very funny to me. Uh, but Jack, he, he's he got the ball. He's, he's walking away. He's playing with the ball again. Uh, and in this scene, uh, as young Jack, a flaming robot comes <laughs> running towards him, crying for it's help. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love this little robot dude anyway. He's like, help, help, help <laughs> yeah. our village. We we start off just by hearing him like a, a robot voice from off screen. Just going, help, help somebody. <laughs> he comes like clanking in with a big fire on him and his waving robot arms. His arms are up in the air and he's just like enveloped in flame. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't know, the stark contrast, like, oh, <laughs> isn't that quaint? Jack got his ball back, and then it's like, help us, please. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it cuts back to Jack in present day. Uh, he has that ball, and that robot is actually approaching him. Um, and, you know, Jack is the protector, so he he puts that ball away and runs after the robot to, you know, go help him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, we have one last flashback in the episode, and it's his parents again uh, standing next to each other and watching Jack run to help this robot. And they just smile and like look full of pride for like the man that Jack has become. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah, that that is the the final shot of the episode. Watch it. Oh boy, uh, this episode, some would call it emotional. Yeah, some would. Um, <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot in here. Uh, it's, it's hard to think of like what else to say. Like, yeah, just like, I think it's extremely well done to like reintroduce, like take Jack back to like his childhood and like really put like a lot of weight on that, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It's Just a good, it's a good reminder those. of what he's fighting for. Right. Yeah. It is like a good refresher. Like this is, 
this is what his life could have been and like was before Mm -hmm. like all of this madness that was totally out of his control, like kind of defined what his life was going to have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's really, yeah, it, it is like a big punch of the gut. Like a lot of these things, just like realizing like, Oh yeah. Jack like had no shot of having a normal life. Yeah. (laughs) He, he had everything ripped away from him when he was very young. Yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was really well done. I liked this episode. Yeah, I especially like the way they uh, bookended it where we start with him helping somebody and we end with him running off to help somebody else. Uh, And we just have this like nice, quiet. I want to say moment. It's a whole episode, but a nice, quiet moment between uh, him doing his like duty for him to just like reflect. I think it it worked really well. And I think it was like really well paced. It's another one of these like really nice, like sound design episodes where we're not so much focused on dialogue. Right. Yeah. Him like living the life that like maybe he didn't choose, but like his parents, like looking at him at the end of the episode, like this is what he was destined to be. And like, he's doing a very good job of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, good stuff. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice ending. Nice to, to take a little break from all the slaughter and mayhem from all the cuckoo, uh, bonkers running around <laughs> with monkeys and fun, happy, silly time or yeah, horrific murder and massacre of every living creature on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, this was a good change of pace for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. I've run out of things to say about this episode. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It's a good one for sure. It's going up, uh, going up near the top of the list probably for sure. Yeah. I haven't started doing that yet, but I definitely feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. This is a high ranking one. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. No emails this week. Um, but definitely, you know, we love it when, uh, people do reach out to us at got recap at gmail.com. Uh, please reach out there with, uh, any questions you might have, uh, the fun samurai Jack things you find on the internet. Uh, we'll talk about it all on the show. Yes, we will. And uh, definitely follow along with us at Got to Recap on social media. Uh, we have had a good time with everybody there. Um, and as always, uh, putting out the call to please head to Apple Podcasts and drop us a five-star review. Uh, that would be super helpful, and uh, we would love it very much if you would just take a little time out of your day to just go get that done. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, everybody is the best. Uh, <laughs> Brendan? Nick? We shed a few tears with each other today, I think. Almost. I think so, yeah. I I cried on the inside. I cried on the inside. Uh, I'll cry on the outside after this episode, as I do every night when I go to sleep. All right. Uh, That's the end of the episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) We'll be back next week for episode 20. Episode 20. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.